Playoff time is when things start getting serious on the court. Players are more driven than ever to win these big games and keep advancing. Goodyear knows all about being more driven, too. Working hard to help you advance on and off the road. Let Goodyear.com help you choose what's best. I totally botched my D'Antoni interview because I had sprinted back from the hallway. I saw that, do yeah. It. I was like, dude, that was like a quick turnaround there because I was watching and I was like, ooh. Here we go. Welcome to the Hoop Collective Pod. Uh, I'm Cassidy Hubbard in a New York City cab right now <laughs> on my way back, back to the airport. Andrew Han and Momo out in L.A. Um, you see, we're mobile. We're, this is we, we, we get it done. See, Momo took us on a, on a field trip in, in, in Cleveland, Cleveland a couple weeks back. I'm <laughs> taking you on a ride with, with a New York City cab. Actually, sir, what's your name? Luis. Luis is getting me home safely from Washington, D.C. That's where I was last night um, as I uh, did the Sixers and Wizards game. Momo, did you watch that game? I did not. Um, I got into Altered Carbon, a new Netflix show. (laughs) (laughs) And my husband and I have been binge watching that all weekend. Yes. So I did watch you the other night when you were in Minnesota with the... Timberwolves and Houston. the Rockets. Yeah, yep. yes, yes. I, I don't that, even know where I am. I saw the Cavs game last night yes. um, against the Spurs. Well, it really wasn't last night. It was yesterday afternoon. And then I just said, okay, time for you another watched couple the Warriors episodes. And Thunder, though, too. Yeah, watch the Warriors and Thunder. So, yeah, like, you know, you can't, I try to catch as many as I can, especially the big national TV games. But, you know, sometimes, sometimes you just got to binge watch a Netflix you know show. What? Sunday nights made for binge watching. I get yeah. it. And it was really the the Wizards uh the Wizards Sixers game would blow out at by the second quarter. I mean it was actually mm-hmm. an entertaining game, but um the Wizards uh just kind of ran away with hey, it. Cassidy? Um yeah. Did we make too much of this whole like everybody eats Wizards thing because this it feels like there's a lot of backpedaling that yes. went on. Yes. Yes, because actually if you really break down what they're saying is that they did change the way they play because everybody is eating. They're moving the ball around a lot more, but that doesn't, that's not a knock on John Wall. When you have a talent like John Wall with the speed that he has, like he's just going to be a different point guard than Thomas Sadoransky, who's more of a push it up guy. Um, and yes, their passes are up and yes, their assists are up. Um, and they're playing really well, but like John Wall's a five time all star. It's, it's so dumb to say that they're better without him. I think it's really so, good that, you know, guys like Kelly Oubre and Otto Porter and Bradley Beal to a certain extent are like having this time without him to really, you know, build that confidence. And I mean, we'll see uh, when 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 Wall comes back, if they can, you know, figure a way to fuse the, those two styles together. Um, I think the, the the stuff between Gortat and Wall was real, but that's that's also because of those personalities. But 
you know, I think as far as the team, like, I think they were just saying, hey, we're, we're, everyone's touching the ball. I mean, they had 35 assists last night. Well, I mean, it reminds me a little of when the Cavs were playing with Jose Calderon as their point guard earlier in the year. And that's when they, I think they won 18 and 19 or something at that point. And it was like, oh, the Cavs have totally figured it out, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, and now, and then all of a sudden, you know, they, they go on that, that dive once Isaiah Thomas came back. And the thought was like, why don't you just put Calderon back at point guard? Like they were playing really well with him there. Um, I still kind of wondered that, right? Like it, it just seemed like, you know, maybe ease Isaiah into the starting lineup and into the rotations rather than just mess up the whole flow that you guys had going. But I guess in, in their mind, it was um, let's let's just see if this works and, and might as well see now. Right. As soon as sooner, the better, um, even though they were losing games. But like when you have a guy who's, you know, who knows how to play and pushes the ball and they're not, they don't need their own shot and they create for others. Like it creates a good environment, but if you're going to win in the playoffs, if you're going to win in a in mm-hmm. series that turn into half court, you know, grind it out. Who's got the most talent. You need a killer like John wall. That's right. And that's it. I mean, he is, he's a dude that like has that ability to be clutch, jump on. Mm-hmm. I remember. What was that two years ago? We jumped on the scores table and Bradley Beal had no idea he did that. And someone asked him about it. He goes, you jumped on the scores table. But like he, he makes shots where he jumps on scores tables. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I mean, I still don't know what they're going to be in the uh, playoffs, but um, they, um, they've been looking good right now in game, whatever it is. One, you know, two thirds of the way through the season and Bradley Beal, it's it, like, he, he definitely looks like an all-star and, um, you know, we'll just see if maybe he be, being a first time all-star will also give him that clutch gene in the playoffs. So you saw the Cavs and Spurs game. I mean, the Spurs, like they keep every time we try to bury mm-hmm. them, <laughs> they keep on rising. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just, it's just the Spurs and like people, that's why Greg Popovich usually finishes top top three, top five in coach of the year voting every single year because they just win no matter what. And it was, you know, watching that game, it was pretty, you know, I know LeBron had some comments about he thinks he was fouled every, you know, I drive to the line and I don't get fouled and um, we'll get into that later. But um, it was, it was impressive watching the Spurs in that game. Like they just, they have a system. They all play within it. Um, They've Jante Murray is nice. Yeah. That was a nice. That was a nice little coming out party for him. I think. Um, I think he and LeBron have some history. Uh, I think they know each other from. Um, well, didn't hey wait? Didn't he? He was one of the guys that gave, LeBron gave a happy birthday to. Yeah, we talked yep. about this. Sports. I yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes. And they like you know Dejounte was you know he looks like just another nice find in the in for the Spurs right like another nice young player that they've drafted and developed and has now become a contributor and could have, I don't know if I want to go as far as saying all-star potential, but could have potential to be a good player in this league um, for them. The question for the Spurs, though, is just what are they without Kawhi Leonard? Like, what are they now that Greg Popovich just sort of put it out there and said, I don't think we're going to have him the rest of the year. I don't expect him back. That's sort of a signal to the rest of the team. Okay, this is this is what we got. This is what we're doing. And um, you know, is the, what we just talked about with the Wizards, what we just talked about with the Cavs, can they win big playoff series without Kawhi Leonard? Can they have this nice, they have a nice regular season, 
but can they can they win a big playoff series without their biggest talent and their biggest star? This I don't is, know. That's a weird juxtaposition that you just uh, pointed so, out, Ramona. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, this Wall's not playing and the Wizards are doing well, and everyone's like, oh, mm-hmm. the Wizards are better without John Wall, and look at all this dysfunction. Mm-hmm. And everyone's trying so hard to read into what everyone says, whereas with the Spurs, they've been without Kawhi all season, and there's actual discord that's been reported between Kawhi and the Spurs, and yet no one's sitting here saying, like, the Spurs are so much better without Kawhi Leonard. They need to trade him. It's I find it odd that that's the way that these two narratives have, like, developed. I think it has to do with a little bit also the personalities of the players as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, I think people... I think Kawhi is just known to being quiet. And I think that's another reason why it's so interesting of these reports that, you know, um, that there may be some tension uh, behind the scenes there, which I, I, you know, I don't know how substantiated the reports are, but um, I don't know why it's not a bigger story. What's happening with the Spurs? Like why? Well, I'll tell you this, like, I mean, Woj and I and Michael Wright and, Brian Windhor, Zach Lowe, all of us have kind of been chiming in on this reporting and, and having our own, um, well, uh, who knows, we, we could be talking to a lot of the same people, but at least when we're, when we're all talking, um, we're, you know, sort of comparing notes before everything gets written. Well, we're just taking the lead on a lot of stuff. And, and you know, in my book, anything mm-hmm. Woe writes about the Spurs is pretty, pretty rock solid. Um, what I would say is that we're all exercising a lot of restraint in the way we're in the way everything is being written because quite frankly mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard is not talking mm-hmm. and there are people in and around you know Kawhi who offer a few clues um in terms of what where his head is at but I thought it was particularly telling that he went to New York to get a second opinion and wasn't it wasn't really a, a Spurs sanctioned thing like he went on his own um so for him to go and get a second opinion, spend all that time doing, doing that in New York, I, I mean that that's after he was cleared like, by his doctors. Yeah, and by the way, this, he's been cleared for quite some time. Like I think he's been cleared since medically cleared since like January, December, December or January. Like he did come back, and like when he went out again and was out indefinitely, he was still cleared. There was never a time when it was. Everyone was when when there were people who were concerned about this. It was just he doesn't feel right and he doesn't trust the diagnosis. And I think we're living in the year after Isaiah Thomas just saw whatever you want to believe about how much Boston really would have given him. But you know, let's just call it the Brinks truck. Okay, you know, Isaiah Thomas thought he had a Brinks truck coming to him full of money, and not only gets traded but plays through an injury which I think we can safely say was misdiagnosed for most of last year. Um, pushed mm-hmm. himself, carries the team on this incredible run, and your thanks is enjoy Cleveland and then enjoy Los Angeles. And what is he even looking at as a free agent this summer? So I, I think I get it. I get where you know, Kawhi is coming from, where his head is at. It's just hard because he's not talking. And I know there that we have some media roles and some league roles um, because of the way this is been reported um through the team medical staff i don't think he's under an obligation to talk although at least in my mind if you're a superstar in this league and you're out this long with this many questions swirling above you you just need to you just need to make your your point you just need to get out and talk to your talk to somebody whether it's in the media or put it on twitter or instagram just like 
make your site clear because without that you're relying on uh, reporters to exercise uh, as much restraint as possible and we'll we'll try but you can't control you know what's going to be written and speculated about speaking of uh of players that aren't shy about voicing their opinions on social media do you guys see uh the video of zaza rolling over westbrook's leg and then Kyrie chiming in on instagram saying the league needs to take a look at it and obviously westbrook and everyone else talking about it post game i did i thought it was like kind of strange <laughs> right like um it was you know i was there last year when you know zaza stood over him and it's uh i've seen people talking about this you know on social media all weekend i don't know that we've heard from zaza yet Have, has he chimed in on this so I kept no. Grant say he's clumsy. I don't think he was trying to hurt him at all, but it was an unfortunate play. Um, you know, we didn't see the said, other angle. Like, was I mean, I'm yeah. not. It looks super blatant from the angle that we saw, like um, for like where where yeah. uh, Russ is in the forefront. But was his foot in any way caught? I think his foot was caught by by Nick. And Young. you know like, if you how look, big his head is. His head is going to take him forward. You know? Like, I don't know. I'm not trying... Look, look, I have no idea. Like, I'm just... I just think there could be a possibility that he did trip. But it's, it is it is very telling um, as soon as Russ turns his head and looks at who fell on him. The look was like, of course it's Zaza. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, immediately he knew. Um, and, and that's, you know... I, I guess... I, I mean... mean it, on the back, uh, from the back angle, it really looks like he intentionally falls. But then when you look at it really close, watch Zaza's, like, I think it's his right foot. And Nick Young is on the ground, and he's kind of twisting around. And it really looks to me that Nick Young, like, sort of, like, hooks, like, Zaza's right foot. And he just kind of goes tumbling down. Like, it's just. Right. And, and I think he didn't it, it stop himself. Right, right. But, you know, there's, like, a. Maybe he could have stopped himself, but I, I don't think he just, like, fell to fall. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, who, I mean, we're just speculating. Uh, uh, yeah, I, okay. So Chris Haynes has a quote from Zaza. Doesn't say much, you know, did, did on, Zaza, on Russell's claim that he was intentionally doing that. Zaza says, no comment. That's childish. Come on. I'm not responding to that. I mean, I you know, at the time, I don't know if Zaza saw the video or if, like, the Warriors saw the video. Right. Um, but when you when you look at it, it's it, you know when you look at the video, like it, you're, you're, that's a great point about which angle we're seeing. Like the angle, if you yeah. you have to be looking for evidence to vindicate Zaza, it's not right. just there and readily apparent, right? You have to yeah. be like you have to look really close and be like, oh yeah, you know Nick's foot really does kind of get in there. Like right. you know the the point is though with Zaza, he's never getting the benefit of the doubt because yes, of what happened with it. Kawhi last year. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I get it. Uh, you know, I didn't have a problem with him glowering over Westbrook last year. I think that's, you know, that's what you do. He's supposed to be kind of like the enforcer, but right. you know, on that team. And he didn't, I mean, he didn't do anything. He just stood over him. He definitely should have got a T for it. But he, he has that rep from last year with Kawhi. And I think Kevin, when he says he's clumsy, like, I mean, kind of is, you know. Like, I used to, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know, I play with people like that, too. Like, we're just mm-hmm. like. You just kind of watch out for them because they're not always like in control. He's a of big their body, yeah. And as you say, yeah. got a big head. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> like set our gravities off a little <laughs> bit. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it weighs him down, especially if he's falling forward. Just, 
Yeah, and so like when, when when people chime in, like when Kyrie chimes in, all that, like he clearly has a reputation as a dirty player. Um, yeah. And so people are not like as you know. I think the only the first one who I saw pointed out that maybe Nick Young hooked his foot was Tim Kawakami from the Merc- uh, no, sorry, from the Athletics. Sorry, I'm updating people's jobs. Um, yes. <laughs> the, um, he pointed out, like, yeah, you know what? You're kind of right. He does kind of get his foot. Like, oh, yeah, okay, I see it. Yeah. But, like, you have to be looking for it. And right. that's the problem when you have that kind of history. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just glad Russ. You're not getting the play. benefit of the doubt. No. That's what no, it boils down ever. to. Um, uh, speaking of Nick Young, I mean, <laughs> he, I mean, he was having a good yeah. old time on Saturday. Yeah, that was the res- that was the return of Swaggy P. Like, it was. I mean, it was. It really was. By the way, where are you right now driving back? Are you? Did you Angel land in JFK? Uh, All right. I'm on the FDR. Uh, just just past the um, Brooklyn Bridge near that uh, helicopter uh, port. Oh, I'm okay. heading downtown. Yes, I live. The helicopter uh, port is featured in many movies. That's like in the Thomas Is yes. that where they land? Uh-huh. Yep, that's where, <laughs> that's where all the important people land or whatever they say. Oh, I'm so, going through a tunnel. Hopefully this doesn't... Cut me off. Here's a Cheney update. I just saw her leave the set of Sports Center Coast to Coast. Oh. So okay, that's where go. she is. <laughs> hey Han. Hi. How how's your crew out there in LA? Uh the crew of, of like one, like me, because I'm I'm is, looking is, for a crew. Is, you're looking for a crew? I'm looking for you a crew. You don't have anyone helping you? I, I, I roll you, on my you own. You do all of this. You do, you are the, the master of the Hoop Collective pod and it's just you? Yeah, it's the, the collective is, is a name thing. I'm, I'm the hoop yeah. part, the singular. Mm, you know what you gotta do? You gotta recruit some people. You maybe have to zip recruit some people. Zip recruiter <laughs> learns what you're looking for, identifies people, with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. I mean, Han, not only are you going to get people to help you with this work, you may get some friends. More friends, my friend. You already have friends. You're very popular. (laughs) In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. Like, you can have friends to have drinks with tonight. I don't feel but great also, that you keep on just saying that I need friends. <laughs> no, you, you, look, the right candidates are out there. ZipRecruiter is how you find them. Businesses of all sizes trust ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs. And, Han, yeah. you have some needs I, I as do have a needs. Hoop Collective podcast producer, right? Yes. What can people do? Staple some papers? I'm starting to think they I can, have friendship needs too with how you keep bragging <laughs> on that. They can coordinate our schedules. I mean, this time, like, they can make sure today doesn't stop by for just five minutes on our pod. They can make sure that Luis, the cab driver, is a full time person on the Hot Hoop Collective pod. No, they can't, but well, they whatever. Can't do that. Businesses, <laughs> no, they can't. Right now, my listeners can try Zoom. Wait, not, for not free. my listeners. Just say right now, listeners. Oh. They're not my listeners. I mean, they're my listeners right now. Like, I guess so. Okay. They're listening to me <laughs> right now. Right now. Listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right. For free. Like Han, 
You don't even have to pay anything to get friends. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash collective. (laughs) (laughs) What voice was that? What voice was that? (laughs) That's that's ZipRecruiter.com slash collective. (laughs) ZipRecruiter.com slash collective. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire or for Han, get new friends. (laughs) on her way that's exciting actually this is kind of you know my husband told me that you know so he he texts me all the time he's like one of those guys who always wants to know where everybody where i am like at all times like he needs to know what i'm doing and i'm like okay you know that's just sort of hard because i don't know where i am half the time and he goes if you don't respond to my text can you at least like tweet something or instagram your location <laughs> so if like he has to go on this sort of like a, a bit of a what like you know, if I first it's text, then it's Instagram, then it's Twitter, then it's Facebook. And if there's no evidence of like where in the world I am, then you pick up the phone and call. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh, look who's decided to join Oops. us. Speaking oh, of dear. where in the world is uh, Hi, friends. Our, hey, Janae. Our, our women. Janae, what's up? So we just um, Han gave us a report that you just walked off the sports center set. How I was did. that? It was good. I would say I was two out of three. I had three hits. Two of them were strong. Third was a little sus, but I, I keep pushing forward. <laughs> what were your what were your what were your hits about? You want me to tell you? You want me to critique you a little bit? Oh wait, no, no, no. no. I, I, take, I need to I can't handle it. I got to get this this take off while I have Chinay here. I saw the other day on SportsCenter, Chinay was on TV saying, in her opinion, her boy <laughs> Damian Lillard. Is just as good as Steph Curry. It's just that he's in a sm- smaller market. That it's is true. That's a hot take. I that's keep a hot take. With the hot <clears throat> I keep <clears throat> coming what? with a hot take. Damian Lillard, if he was on the Knicks, if he was on shoot some other team that was relevant, he would be a two-time MVP. Possibly. If they give him a chance. <laughs> that's not how this works. That is a Stanford today. girl head. That is like, I have a big vocabulary and I can spin my hot take. Oh, that was good. But the thing is, I mean, we, I, we will I, never know right because he's stuck in I'm, the trees. Okay. Can give us some more. Give us some more. Give us some more there. I, I give, what is the evidence there? I am a, I am a Dame supporter. Um, I just, uh, trying to understand how you say he's as good as Steph Curry. Like, If you surround... Steph Curry has the luxury of being surrounded by three other all-stars. Give Damian Lillard two other all-stars. He might average 30. What is I actually I actually can go with you on this. I can go Thank with you. you. I can Thank go you. with you on that. Like, I Okay, so I don't think he's as good as Steph Curry, but I think that Dame would look way different in a, in a, on a team with as much talent as Steph Curry has. Like if exactly. part of the reason why, if you look back in the, you know, the building of the warriors, right. So I was there for a lot of this um, when they played in Denver that, the, you know, 
before they got Iguodala, right? So you saw that you saw the you know pre Iggy Warriors, and then they played the Clippers, um, lost to them in seven games in the first round, and that was like the the last time they ever lost, right? <laughs> Except for the finals that one year, but like that was that that last time with you, you saw how they built that whole thing. Steph always had that Dame like quality to get very hot and yes. like you know to go Steph Curry on people, right? Like he would just like blow it up in a game, but. The key in fitting the Warriors together was in the way that he and Clay sort of, comp- they found a way to seem, they, they really complement each other, right? Where Clay is the shooter who doesn't ever need to dribble. Uh, all he needs to do is be set up in the right spots. Like, I mean, you know, what, what I forget what the exact number is, but when he went off in that one game, like, or the one quarter when he had 37 in the quarter, I think he only dribbled like 17 times or, or I'm, I'm, I got to look that Such up. a small number. Yeah. It was like, he never dribbles. Like he just catches and shoots all the time, but it's more that his skill set of being an elite defensive player complements Steph's skill set where he has some holes defensively. Like he's, he's become a better team defender um, because he understands their schemes and Ron Adams runs a nice defensive scheme, but like that's very similar to Dame, right? Like it's a similar skill set. If you look at it, you know, ability to get hot in the, in when you when your team needs you, the way that he you know can just skate through traffic, you know, drives like a you know I mean it's like that Steve Nash kind of game. So like the more talent you put around him, they're they're always going to look better. The key is having complementary talent, having guys who can make yes. up for your weaknesses. And Clay is like the perfect complement for him in the back. I'm with Cassie because yes. like I also am a Dame fan. Oh, goodness. but like. Then it's just like, you're a Dame supporter. That's not good enough. Chine comes in and like, hold my avocado. I'm going to show you how much of a, of a Lillard supporter you are. <laughs> I don't even like avocados. <laughs> Y'all funny. I, I'll go with you on it. I'll go with you on it. Because there's, okay, like we say the same thing about Lonzo Ball here in Los Angeles. Yep. Is Lonzo a transcendent Jason Kidd-like superstar? Too early to tell, okay? But what I can tell you very solidly is like he's going to look very different when they start putting elite talent around him like he elevates everybody he's with okay no matter who he plays with he makes them better but if you put guys who are better than him around him ooh, that's gonna be that's gonna be something agreed agreed uh, that's the thing i think when you don't have these opportunities you're in a small market then you jump to the big market that's why a lot of i talked to him at all-star and he was saying like everyone wants me to leave or everyone's expecting me at some point to leave meanwhile i'm here trying to get my own here and build something special so it's sort of tough when you're sort of Look to as the future, but at the same time, your future is like, oh, you could have been Cassidy. Okay. Wait, what? Oh, I'm sorry. I, you guys, I was gone because I just got an update. Luis so funny. got me home safe and sound. Nice. Um, he got like seven phone calls during the during the cab ride, and he, uh-huh. he ignored them all for the for the sake of the hoop collective. Mm-hmm. He ignored them, and he was getting blown up. I mean, I I, I want to know what Luis was up on, uh, up today. Up to today Friends, because he was shout busy. Out to Luis. Shout out to Luis. <laughs> shout out to Ramona, Han, Cassie. My, my my producer's coming. He wants to have a a, a chat with me. So I bid y'all uh, adieu. I just wanted to make it clear. Yeah, it's a real, small, real. Small but strong. <laughs> Who's that your was producer? Like a cameo. Let me, let me talk to them. Yeah, she she drops. Dame is better than uh, two time MVP Steph Curry, and then she's like, peace. I okay. just did. Love you guys. We'll be love we'll you. Be talking soon. Hope Hold your next down. hit is a winner. Girl, they all winners. You know, I'm just being humble. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, see y'all later. Bye. Bye.
not being winners and hits um i want to go back to my uh my game on i don't even know i don't even know where i am now i'm in new york don't worry about i the was day. in well no, i was game, in houston okay i was in uh-huh. houston for the rockets and timberwolves game oh yeah and um you know it, it was uh there was a lot going on i mean i had that report that was a bummer it. wasn't it it was a bummer well it, it was a lot going on i mean uh first pre-game um I, you know, had that hit about Jimmy Butler and his response to Lou Williams tweet, you know, upset that he sat out the all-star game. And he was, he said, you know, um, anyone who doesn't you know, have a problem me sitting out, like the winner's got a hundred thousand dollars. So mm-hmm. if you want to play one-on-one for a hundred thousand dollars, you know, I'll show you why, like, I'm not going to, you know, pull out of that game. Anyways, mm-hmm. that kind of blew up. And then, and then on the back end of that game, obviously we saw him go down and, um, you know, I've been on sidelines now for two years and I've dealt with injuries, but that was really the first injury I had to deal with to, you know, a big name player that could have potentially been season ending. And so in handling, like running back to the locker room, trying to figure out where he was, I went to the locker room. He was actually in the x-ray room and I didn't know where the, you know, I, I didn't know that until, um, a little later and, um, I am trying to figure out where he is. Meanwhile, like the third quarter's winding down and typically I have my third quarter interview with Mike D'Antoni. So all this is happening. I'm not watching the game because I'm trying to figure out what's going on with Jimmy. I'm running by the way, in orange heels fashion over everything. Sorry about yep. that. Sorry for my feet. Um, and, uh, and so like, I'm like, are we still doing the third quarter interview? And I run back. I literally have to sprint back out from the hallway. And I, I'm sure people don't know what it's like in Houston, but it's a mm-hmm. long hallway. No, that's a um, hallway. That's a long that, hallway. That, but you know right. what? Security guards are nice there. Like those guys. Yes. I think they're legit sports fans. And so they recognize yes. you and yeah. they know like you work for ESPN and you're doing the sidelines. So like they, they help you out. Those, those right. guys, I know, I forget they his do. name, but dang, I wish I remembered his name, but he's like, an, they're the guy right where you're talking about. He's like, a, he wants to be a writer. Like he's like a legit sports fan who watches ESPN all the time and like wants to be a writer. And was like, can I send you some of my stuff? And I was like, yeah, oh. man. Like, yeah. So he's like legit. Like that guy, he, he's, no, he'll, I, th- he'll, I don't he'll, like, know if it's the you. same person, but one, that's one of the guys who told me that like where the x-ray room was. Yep. Yep. When, Cause I sprinted down to the locker room to try to find their PR. Yep. Anyways, long story short, um, I'm, I'm, you know, I came back out, did my interview with Mike D'Antoni, which I, I totally botched because I'm like <laughs> out of breath. And <laughs> puffing I'm like, and puffing. Puffing and puffing. And I think, like, I, I don't know, you know, I'm like, what, what, what's even happening in this What game? did you actually ask him? Do you remember? Do you remember the I, questions? Yeah, I messed up. I messed up. What I asked no, him, I'll make I go, you feel better. Go ahead. I go. I'm no, gonna tell okay. You. I'm gonna so tell you this is this is what happened. So some. So I asked. So I talked to him at halftime. Usually, like what I do is I I I, I talk to one of the coaches mm-hmm. um, at halftime, depending on like what the right story is. And I talked to him, and he was like, "We had a really uh, sluggish start, but you know, I I liked how we picked it up defensively because the second quarter they did." And so in my you know 
uh, interview, I go, Coach, you know, you talked about your, you told me about your sluggish start, but you liked how your defense picked up, you know, in the second half. And I met in the second quarter, but I said the second right. half. I go, what did you, you know, uh, what did you think of the energy in the third? But I said second half anyways. It's nitpicking, but it's one of those things where, like, right, you, right. with sidelines in those questions, like, you get so few words. And if you get yeah. one of those words wrong, it's like, well, what are you doing? And then yeah. my second question, I go, well, how do you, I mean, they were winning by, I don't even know how much, a lot. And I go, well, what do you want to focus on to close this out? And he goes, offensively or defensively? Well, I, I just asked him about defense. So I was go, offensively. Goes to make more shots, <laughs> you know. I think he just was like, "Oh man, I he go, okay. you, huh? Yeah, he kind of he literally, but he's the nicest man in the world. So I don't think yeah. he was trying to. Maybe he just felt my energy because yeah. I was like flustered. Stressful. I don't know. Yeah. Um. And so that's obviously something that you know I'm gonna get better at. But um. So yeah, but that was fine. And then I had to run back and find out what was going on. And actually, after I ran back, you know, that's when that guy told me, "Hey, Jimmy's over here." Um, but my camera was on the whole other end of the hallway. So ah. I had to go run down there to tell my camera, Hey, we got to go bring it over there so we can see him, you know, um, ah. and I'm telling you, it's like a football field plus long yeah. that hallway. Yeah. Um, I know what you're talking about. And so I, as I run down to my cameraman, Bert, who's one of the best in the business, um, I, I, I'm telling him, Hey, we gotta, we, we gotta go over there and, you know, cause he's in the x-ray room and then the game crew's like, give your report on what's happening. I go, well, he's getting x-rays. I don't know anything more than that. And it just so happens as I'm talking to them, Jimmy hops on one leg down that. I mean, that just, you know, kind of speaks yeah. to the type of guy he is. He's like, I don't want, you know, crutches. I don't want a wheelchair. You know, I'm going to hop my way down this hallway mm-hmm. and it is a long hallway. So that's kind of what I pointed out. And, you know, they weren't giving much information. So, you know, I, it was it was a pretty good get to be able to to show that like that image of him hopping down and you know and that's kind of what that's kind of what his his mindset is right now. Like, all right, this is minor setback, but I'm gonna power through it. So, mm-hmm. um, how are you gonna make me feel better about this situation? Because I'm ready for it. <laughs> oh, I think that sounds pretty good. I gotta be honest. Like, I mean, you did like you were running in your heels. First of all, I do not subscribe to the fashion over everything thing. Like. I just found a pair of wedges that I just wear all the time because yeah. they're really comfortable and I can deal. Like they look good. They're not like, you know, smoking hot or anything, but they look oh, good. Yeah. They give me like an extra couple inches because you know I need it. And, <laughs> and like my feet don't die. Like I, if I had to cop a jog, I could cop a jog in those. But like if I was wearing like four inch heels, I would fall down all the time because there's like all sorts of wires and stuff around the court. Like, there's all sorts of things that, like, get covered up, and you're like, yeah. whoa, booby trap, whoa, I'm going to eat it, you know? Like, that happens all the time, and I fall a lot. Like, I'm <laughs> no. of, I mean, I'm not quite, like, Petulia-level falling, you know? I'm not like Zaza, but, I mean, I do have a history of falling, you know? Like, I, you know, it's happened to me before. Um, yeah. Okay, so I'll tell you my, like, worst interview. Um, I had my Hamilton moment. I had my, like, I'm not going to waste my shot a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. Shaq's... Uh, Shaq's jersey retirement. And okay. I see Jack Nicholson, right? And Nicholson was like part of the ceremony. And as he's, he's walking out afterwards, and it was like at halftime, right? So I, I, I find myself in the hallway with Nicholson, and like, this is going to be my moment, right? This is going to be like, <laughs> I'm going to say something like really good. And maybe he's like an ESPN watcher and like sort of knows who I am, and I'm going to say something. And then we're going to be like, you know, 
Friends. Best friends for life. Yes. Yeah. Like we're going to be like a, you know, it's going to, this is on. It's going to okay? be you and happen. Helen Hunt. Like, in, right. You like, know, yeah. Yeah. We're going to be, is. he's going to be like, here's my number. Text me anytime. And I'll say, yo, no, anytime you need to know anything about the Lakers, text me, man. And we're going to be like, you know, it's kind of, this happened with Flea. So I thought this could happen with Jack. Like the Lakers have famous fans who are like legit fans. Yeah. And they like, different. yeah, like but, the first yeah. time I started getting DMs from Flea, I was like, wait, what? It's, this, is, this is the real flea like oh my god and now i just realized he's just like a huge basketball fan and they like yeah talk. so uh, this was my moment with jack right and i was like okay what am i gonna do like and it was just the moment where i didn't have a lot of time to think about it no prep it was just like let's just let's just it's on right so we're walking and you know he's trying probably to avoid me but you know I, I'm, I'm going in right so I, I i catch him in the hallway and i'm like hey that was pretty cool huh like the ceremony, and he was like, "Yeah." And then, okay, I got one more follow up. <laughs> That's all I got. This is this better be good. And out of my mouth comes. So, is Shaq your favorite Laker? <laughs> That's not a bad. That's not a bad and Jack follow up. Turns to me, and he's. I don't know if it was a smile, but he said no, and he kept walking, <laughs> and that was it. Like that Wait, was my moment. I'm That's sorry. Great. That's great. That was a great follow up. I thought you were gonna like Jack, say your favorite a, a Laker. Line. You didn't say the best Laker, but like yeah. it was that moment. It was about Shaq. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. Yeah. That, I mean, yes, you could have said like, "Who's your favorite Laker?" It's, this is really uh, under. It was underselling the lead that Flea, Flea slid into your DMs, Ramona. That's. That's the thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, now I'm just like, now Flea and I are like basketball buddies. Like, he'll be like, I'm in Barcelona after a show. What's going on with this Lonzo kid? Yeah. (laughs) I I hear, no, I actually heard, like, so he was a late add to the celebrity game. Yeah. And he was supposed to be on Team Clippers and he refused because I, he goes, I have to be on Team Lakers. Like, that's That's my team. That's so Flea. Like, Flea is like ride or die Laker fan. So the teams were like, um, uh, like, you know, imbalanced uh-huh. <laughs> because because Flea refused to um, to join the Clippers. So, but you gotta respect yeah. that, right? Like, I kind of respect that. Yeah. No. And and anyways, no one saw that interview. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, true. That was that's only in your true. head. And quite frankly, I think I would have wanted to see that interview. That sounds like an amazing. 15 well, seconds. I got two one-word answers. I got two so, one-word answers. Just even, you know what, though? His no with, like, an eyebrow raise? I mean. You know what? There may have been an eyebrow raise. I could, you know what? There could have been. I don't know if it was a smile in my head. Yeah. I, you know, in the yeah. replaying. I will tell you, I don't telling. feel better. I don't feel better about no. make more shots, Ramona. I don't feel better mm. about make more shots, but that's okay. I'll get over it. Short memory. <laughs> Short memory. This is what this job is. Get back on that horse. I actually have uh, I have um, the Warriors and Wizards again on Wednesday. Did we have anything else we want to talk about? I got home. Well, what, what's home like? How long are you there for? I'm um, here. I'm not. I'm. A, I got. I have buckets tonight. I have, uh, and then I. I'm not home for a very long time. But yeah, it's, it's but glorious. It's, New York City. You know, every I time it. I go to New York, I sing the song. I get so excited. It's a great song. I mean, it's right? not like within me, I'm a Chicagoan, but like it ah, is, okay. uh, 
Maybe give me actually give me two more years, and technically I I could call myself a New Yorker. True. Right. What is True. it? T- ten years in a city, and you you're you're part of that city. You're, you're calling so, law marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, the Warriors are here <laughs> because uh, um, they have the Knicks. That's right. That's right. right. So I'm following them around. And the Wizards, by the way, just ending on this note, um, they have four nationally televised games oh. this week, and three of them with us. So, oh, wow. Um, okay. We'll, 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 and so they have the Wizards toughest schedule. On ESPN. Yes, it's a Wizards <laughs> week on ESPN, um, and you'll see my face entirely too much. Uh, Ramona, we're going to see you on Sports Nation today? That's right. Okay. Glorious. LZ and Marcellus. Um, for Luis, my cab driver, Andrew Hahn, Ramona Shelburne in L.A., uh, that's it for this edition of Hoop Collective. Holler back. That's <laughs> good. And today, wherever she doesn't even get a shout-out. She dropped by. She was there, you know. Man. I've had, that was like a total drop I've had boyfriends. Huh? No, I know. I was that about was to say something off. to... Yeah, that was a drop by. Okay, um, today, fine. You get a mini shout out. You get a mini shout out for your draw, dame hot take and, and, and gone. <laughs> All right. You ruined my whole perfect ending. <laughs>